Did you know one in three young people will grow up without a mentor? Founded in 1991 by Dr. Tom and Nancy Osborne, the Teammates Mentoring Program's mission is to positively impact the world by inspiring students to reach their full potential through mentoring. Mentors and mentees meet in school during the day for about 30 minutes once a week to play board games, work on crafts, or just talk. Any kid as young as third grade all the way through college can be in Teammates. You don't have to be an expert to mentor a student. You just have to be there. 94% of mentees say they're proud to be in teammates, and 91% of mentors say they leave their mentoring time in a better mood than when they arrived. Go to teammates.org to become a mentor today. Welcome to NBNR, the authority on unfiltered opinions and authentic player insight for Nebraska athletics. Connect with us on Twitter, Instagram, and at nbnrpodcast.com. We have a saying, no blog, no rock. You know, we just really love Hunter. He's a junkyard dog. Hey, Kenny Bell ran up to me. He's like, you know what you just, what you just did? <laughs> you get mad. You went to go get in the portal and go to another podcast? You know, usually dumbbells are in pairs. They had five dumbbells. Hey, <laughs> got it, Muhammad. G-B-R. Kyle. I was, I was ahead of you that time. Kyle, good job. I'm switching it up a little bit, guys. I don't know if I'm going to cut you off anymore. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, just let it roll. Just let it roll. Sure. Because, like, you got it down anyway. Yeah. And we got to change something. Yeah. We, <laughs> something's got to change. Yeah. Okay? It's been the same old thing. Okay, let's get this thing started. Go Big Red and Deep. No Block, No Rock. Season 4. Episode two. We are in the Nebraska Brewing Company tap room. 108th and Harrison, Livis in Nebraska, 68128. They do open in a little bit, so we got to get this thing on the giddy up so the, the groupies don't rush us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's already a line outside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the line outside the door when they open at two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, let's talk about what we're drinking. I am drinking a good game. Very nice, very crisp on a Sunday. Just good enough to drink a little bit of my sorrows away. I'm a little more numb now, just a little bit. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. <laughs> Don't worry. I won't be numb in a little bit. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Connor, go. I'm drinking the Pilsner. Not just because I love the beer, but it's, it's my comfort food. And I really needed a comfort, comfort food right now. Comfort food? Yeah. God, I <laughs> eat beer. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle, what do you got? I am rocking with the... Taco Vesa. Mm, it feels good to be back Ooh, in that realm. Yeah, it's yeah. been a while for you. Yeah, the Taco Vesa, man. It's actually hitting so different right now. Yeah. Like, I've been rocking with the squeeze the day and, you know, the good game and a couple other things. But, yeah, Taco Vesa, I needed to come back. Come I, back. To I needed me. to come back to my roots. and Come back, Kyle. Come back. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be a long episode, I think. <laughs> Mike, what are you drinking? I have squeezed the day. You know, I was at a wedding last night, and it was open bar, everything. Oh, so boy. dangerous. Yeah. So your boy was drinking some mixies and, and, you know, trying to rock that fun and the dad life at the same time. And how'd yeah. that work out for you? It was fine. I left the wedding pretty early. So, Good but, job. but I made sure to consume as many drinks as I could because I wanted to help the bride and groom make sure they got their money's worth. So sure. But yeah, squeeze the day. Just nice little, it's the sun's out. It's hotter than hell outside and figured it'd be a good beer just to enjoy and Drink our sorrows as yeah. we talk about this game. Mm. Well, like a, like we said, come to the tap room, guys. It is open most days except for Monday. Correct. 
Uh, Connor, you'll help me out with this. World class. In every glass. Okay. We went to Minneapolis, didn't we, guys? The first away NBNR trip. Yeah. Yeah. The pod fund. Yep. Yep. Paid the way. Sure did. We paid for our tickets, our hotel, some parking, a couple other things. A couple other things. We had fun, yes. Yeah. We we had a good day. The trip was fun. Yes. Parts of it weren't. For those of you who have not been to Minneapolis, the city as a whole kind of sucks. Yeah. Um, well, but, okay. Yeah, okay. but like the environment, like the fans, I think the fans, we had a great time with tailgating with the fans and sure. interacting with them. They were awesome. That's why I've been back. That was the third time I was there. They're great. But the city of Minneapolis is rough. Now, before yeah. you get too deep, it's gritty. You have to understand like that is, we were in downtown. Like that's yes. how yeah. that's how downtown just is. Like anywhere you most, go, most places. major. Yes, cities, yeah. I totally get that. Like it, yeah, we it saw was just some, rough. We saw some things. Yeah, yeah. You people know. partaking in local delicacies. <laughs> yeah. yeah, or offering <laughs> you local delicacies. Yeah. <laughs> we're calling it delicacies now. <laughs> I'm sure they really enjoy that it. That is a you're trying to be politically correct. That is you are. Michigan accomplished there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, we went to Lions Pub. We did a live show at Lions Pub for a few hours. And, you know, we had a few people that were like, yeah, we are at Lions Pub because we heard that you are doing a live show. And, uh, you know, I'm like, oh, damn. Listen, it's pretty it, cool. It was awesome because, like, people were taking pictures of us and coming up and giving us high fives Love and taking, yeah. taking some of the stickers and stuff that we had set out. So, I mean, seeing like a an actual number of people coming through, like who knew who we were was, I mean, that was cool. It was incredibly cool. Yeah. Shout out anybody that was at that show and came to talk to us. Thank you guys. We appreciate you. It's the reason we do this. And if you took a sticker, make sure you put it somewhere where everybody can see. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Display that. Advertise us. Free advertising for us. After all, I did pay money for those damn stickers. So yeah, I'd like to see them put to good use. Yeah. Okay. Anything else about the trip you want to point out? I slept without a blanket. I also threw up once. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just getting it out the way before you guys freaking chime in with your horse crap. What's funny is I didn't realize you were sleeping without a blanket until like we were getting ready to leave Minneapolis. I had no idea Bro. that you were just over there on the couch. Like I said, I'm, I'm tough. Yeah. I'm that, tough. I am mentally tough. That was the, like I, I said to Jared, I'm like, dude, do you want, you want, you want us to call for like an extra blanket? And he's like, no, I'm tough. Hashtag <laughs> tough. <laughs> Hashtag tough. <laughs> and I don't we, need your blankie. We learned about Taylor and Adrian Martinez in the at three in the morning. Yeah, they talk in my sleep. Apparently, I didn't know that. <laughs> he's not crazy, <laughs> and he's not crazy. Jared is not crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. As everybody knows, Nebraska loses at the buzzer, thirteen to ten versus Minnesota. And guys, look, I you know I made a few videos and I did a TikTok live for a few hours, so. You know, I've talked about this. I've, you know, I've gone through it in my head a little bit. I'm just going to throw it out there. Just a vague question. What did you learn? Just anybody. Learn? Or what did you learn? I, I had a suspicion confirmed. Go on. Um, we talked about this a lot during the offseason, but we had heard that Anthony Grant was having trouble putting the ball on the ground. Um, mm-hmm. We did see him do that. And so my suspicion was 100% confirmed. I feel like every Husker fan had that confirmed at that same moment. Okay. I think, uh, and I just want to preface this with, I am not a football coach. I do not know anything about football in the technicality of things, (laughs) right? I'm just a fan. And on this fan's perspective, 
what we heard the whole off season did not quite equate to what we watched on Thursday. Mm-hmm. You're talking, oh yeah, the tight ends are going to get a bunch of use. Oh yeah, uh, the running back, the, the the running back room is going to just kill it. And attention we, to detail, not beating ourselves, embracing the fourth quarter, getting yeah. 75 rushing yards on the fourth quarter. That close games out. That was the most not frustrating because I understand why Coach Rule said this, but it was it was frustrating to the point that. The phrase that he gave, again, was something like, we don't need to start the game as the strongest team. We need to finish as the strongest team. And we very clearly didn't. Yeah, we were yelling. Me and Jared in the stands were just screaming, finish. Wouldn't it have been nice that we set the stage for that, right? We've been conditioning all offseason to finish games in the fourth quarter. We want to be the baddest team in the fourth quarter. And for some reason, you cannot... Teach an old dog new tricks. They old found habits. yes, hard to break. They found ways to beat themselves again. Nebraska had. I took a picture during the game, and I and I told the guys I was sitting there and I was like, "Hey guys, I'm taking a picture of this right now because this is going to determine the outcome of the game." The time was 12 minutes and 16 seconds, and I said, "Guys, this is the drive." This is the drive where you could go and win the game. Mm. What did they do in that drive? Threw the ball three times, three and out. Yes. Mm -hmm. The first play, we can talk about that a little bit, that sequence. Yeah. The first play, the kill shot to Tommy Hill. Don't hate it. (laughs) Do not hate that. I'm not knocking that at all. Sure. Go for your kill shot. You haven't taken a deep shot all game. You bring out because, and we found out later on that Isaiah Garcia Castaneda was injured, and he might be out for a significant amount of time. But you take a shot to Tommy Hill, who is their, apparently your fastest player on the team. Take a shot. He burned him. He did, he did what he was supposed to do. And Jeff Sims going to get him the ball. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're fine. We'll let that slide. Don't by. hate it. Yep. Okay. The next two plays, we proceeded to throw the ball again. And people are going to say, well, the RPO was open on the second play. He just Head got batted. Him. He had him. Okay. But you know what else is open? Just running the ball. I, I guarantee you the clock runs if you run the ball. Yep. Right? And you, you, and you could, probably get a yard at least. Yes. And you could have at least knocked off two to three minutes off that clock and punted the ball and played field position like you had been doing all game. Minnesota had not found anything. But instead, three straight passes, you killed like 10 seconds off the clock or whatever. It was yeah. awful. Right after he took that picture, once that, once that drive was over, I looked at Mike and I go, well, we just burned 20 seconds. It was pathetic. Yeah. Absolutely pathetic. And maybe with my question about what did you learn, we can kind of go position by position and just like, so it's a little more organized and pointed. Mm -hmm. What did you learn about Jeff Sims? What did you learn after game one of the Matt Rule era? He can't read a defense to save his life. He stared down every receiver, never looked off, never did any of that. I saw, I'm sure you guys saw this too, but Jeff Sims beat two teams that day. He, mm-hmm. he beat Minnesota with his legs, mm-hmm. and he beat Nebraska with his arm. Yeah. He was, the problem was is that he was the best player on the field. Like He was the only reason we moved the ball. Mm-hmm. You look at those rushing numbers. If you take out the sacks, he ran for over 100 yards by himself. So it, you take the good with the bad. It's similar to guys that we've had in the past, the Martinez's and everything else, is that they are your best way to get yards. And we said in the offseason, hey, this team – 
if if our identity is quarterback run a lot, it's going to be an issue. Yep. Now, obviously, he's a little bit bigger, faster, stronger than some of the guys we had in the past, but yeah. I'm afraid quarterback run, that's all, that's all they have. Jeff Sims is the playmaker on the offense, and you, you can't not run Jeff Sims. He had 19 attempts, and yeah, it's a little inflated, for 91 yards. He is their offense, and if he is their offense, he's going to run, and if he runs, he is going to get hurt. And then I think of QB2, QB3, and the, the playmakers that are not there. They're just not, guys. Where, where are they? So just imagine Chubba Purdy throwing to these guys. And it is it's a little disturbing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and they didn't simplify. Like what we thought, we talked about this in the offseason. You figured with a guy like Jeff Sims, who's had a history of turning the ball over and being inaccurate. You think you would simplify the offense for him. Quick hitters, dare I say swing passes, high percentage throws that will help him get confidence and get into rhythm. That didn't happen at all. It did not. Dare I say, Uh we understand that Jeff Sims has the legs. Yes. Do we start running the option a lot more? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you won't. Read, yes, not actual traditional option, but maybe read zone, read stuff. Yeah, that, that has to be your... That has to be your identity. You need an identity, and you need to find one quick. That's got to yeah. be it. That has to be it. If we're not going to get it done consistently in the air, like, we, we got to move to the ground. What scares, what scares me is, like, yeah, Jeff Sims has this history, and we, we talked ourselves into change of scenery, new coaches. He's going to have better players around him. At Georgia Tech, he didn't have, he didn't have good players around him. So he had to do everything. And some of his interceptions are misleading because they dropped them. We, he has worse players here, probably, Where than was he did at Georgia Tech. And look, you need Jeff Sims to be perfect. If Jeff Sims isn't perfect, you're, you're screwed. Yeah. And Jeff Sims, just like most quarterbacks, are not perfect, but especially him. And like these three interceptions that he threw... It's not like, oh, he had a bad game or Minnesota just schemed really, really well. No, what you saw is Jeff Sims. That is who he is. And so if he throws a lot, he's going to turn the ball over. He's just going to. Yeah. So run him more. I think when it comes to the quarterback talk, I mean, we, we talked about it um, briefly when we were trying to go to bed at midnight after the game in Minneapolis. But um, you... Like if I'm if I'm Matt Rule, I'm talking about risk management. If we knew Jeff Sims coming into Nebraska was leading the FBS in interceptions, maybe we just kind of limit that possibility. It's risk management, right? Yes. Yeah. And so if you feel like you leading up to the game, we were pretty confident in our running back room and run in our running game. Mm. If I'm Matt Rule. I'm looking at the risk management side, and I'm saying, okay, you know what? We are going to have to focus on the ground. Just like you said, Connor, you have to focus on the ground. Yeah. Because clearly, especially after watching that game on Thursday, the risk is not worth the reward trying to throw the ball in the red zone, trying to finish the game, throwing the ball... The risk management needs a serious deep dive. That Can we talk in about the red that? Zone. Yeah, the inter- interception in the red zone. There was the sequence of plays 
was unfortunate, right? You had Gabe that probably scored, okay? Whatever. Didn't happen. Let's not, let's not blame referees it here. didn't happen. No, the referees did not beat Nebraska. Nebraska beat Nebraska. We can sit here and complain about that play all we day can. long. They're not going back and changing They're that not. score. They're not going to. The fact that that sequence of plays, you line up, right? You run up to the, the line. I like the assertiveness. Minnesota scrambling, right? You get up to the line, and your guards, your veteran guards, Ethan Piper, your team captain, single-digit guy, right? He jumps early. Mm. Puts you in a pickle. And then on the next play, you know, you have 11 seconds. I like, I like not kicking. I, I know people are, like, complaining. They're like, you should have took the no, points. You had 11 no, seconds. You had 11 seconds. Come on, score. And a touchdown. It, it's fine. You know, you, you brought us back a little farther, which sometimes is easier to pass if you're not that close to the goal line. Yeah. So the 11 seconds, I'm fine with it. The ball has come out quick. If it's not there, it goes into the stands. They have all these national championships from 1940. <laughs> Hit it. Hit, hit one, it of those, one of those freaking signs. <laughs> one of those that's, old banners. That's what you do with it. That needs to happen. As a veteran quarterback that has started as many games as Jeff Sims, that hurt so bad. This, I was screaming in the stadium. What are you doing? This is not true freshman Adrian Martinez no. playing for what is first year head coach Scott Bleep. Like, this dude has started a crap ton of games. Again, we get back to risk management. Throw it away. That's literally, you have to simplify the offense so much for Jeff Sims now. Moving forward, mm-hmm. you're going to have you're going to have two reads. If they're not there, run. That's <laughs> it. That's it. Moving forward, you cannot give him time. He, he cannot, and he did okay at stepping up into the pocket sometimes. But if your two reads aren't there, you go. I'm, I'm done. Like no, he, you cannot. Any time that you have the ball in your hand, it is a risk. Mm-hmm. And right mm-hmm. now, if you're throwing the ball after your second read, that is a problem. <laughs> this is, yeah, this is the last thing I'll say on Sims just for me because I don't want to just keep beating him down. Um, he's going to have to pass, okay? He can never not pass again, so. Yeah, we're not Navy. You know, we're not Army. Um, less standing in the pocket. Get him moving. Bootlegs. And like you said, Mike, if something's not there, if, if you're on a bootleg and something's not there, either you're running or you're throwing it up to us in the in row nine hundred, yeah. Okay? Um, it, I'm, s- and and we can get into some of the yeah, comments in the chat. Yes, we'll run, we'll go on to running backs after a quarterback. Yep. Um, but here here's what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid that Matt Rule has hitched his wagon to Jeff Sims, turnover machine, and the last thing that this program needs is a turnover machine that literally has the ball in his hands every single play. I am. I'm scared. I am very worried. Anything else on Jeff Sims, quarterbacks? No. The last thing that I'll say is one thing that I don't think I'll accept come the end of the year is if you're talking about Anthony Grant not playing because of turnover issues, you get through four games and we've got 12 interceptions. What do you do? I think you got to be able to be accountable for any position on that field. And I'm not saying that the other options are better because they are not. But if somebody can execute and hit their first or second read and run, because all three of our quarterbacks are athletic, so they can all run. If if that is our identity on an offense, it's quarterback run, we're fine. It's just going to be, well, you better run a lot, and you better, you know, because any time that you're in third and long, you can't run every time. So that's tough. I I think we don't need to beat on Jeff. you got to remember, too, guys, one game. First, it's an away game. Oh, first, on the road. First game of the year. I wouldn't say it was a hostile environment, but it's still not 
you're not playing in front of your own crowd. It's a conference road game. Yes, it's yeah. tough. All you know? crap. Can we please stop scheduling conference road games to start the season? I mean, I'm I don't done think with it. I don't think it's up to us. I'm done with it. Why are there other Big Ten schools that can go out and go lose to an FCS school? Why can't we just go lose to an FCS school? I would rather do that than go lose to a conference game to start the season. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, like Purdue, they went out and they just lost to uh, Fresno State yesterday. Yeah. I would rather do that. Yeah, but guess what? All the other Big Ten teams, you couldn't, you wouldn't believe it if I told you. They went out and they handled business against, yes. against nobody. Why does Iowa get to go play freaking Utah State? Why, yeah. why do we have to go on a Thursday night and go play these teams? <laughs> I'm done with it. We've done it. We've done our share now. I think moving forward for the next 10 freaking years, we should not have to do that again. We should be able to play Bethune-Cookman, get our tune-up game, get our backup some playing time. Moving forward, that's what has to happen. And I understand TV money and all that stuff, but it needs to happen. And with, I don't want to talk about schedule because just play the team that you're scheduled. And I get it, just, but it's just, you're going to have to play that team regardless. I hear you. Why can't we play them in October? Why, why do we have to play them the first game of, of the season? I think someone argue that if you play... God, we're now we're getting on a tangent. If we play Minnesota in October, some people would say, well, now they're going to be a fine-tuned machine rather than in game one where they're so still would trying we. to figure things so out. So would we. Oh, so would we, but we often lose. Yes. Um, <laughs> Want to get into running backs? Running backs. Yes. We do have a comment in here from Russ. He said, where was the fullback? <laughs> or running back for the fact. Yes. Okay. Let's get into that a little bit. Anthony Grant. Anthony Grant. Nine attempts. Gabe Irvin. Seven attempts. Your RB1, by the way. So Jeff Sims had more carries on paper than those two combined. Um, you know, it was curious. The whole uh, five minutes left put Anthony Grant in the game, especially when you consider Matt Rule himself even said, Gabe Irvin, clear cut number one. Gabe Irvin, our fourth quarter battering ram. Anthony Grant, you fumble, you can't play for us. I'm not saying never play Anthony Grant. I'm not saying that. I think he has worth on this team. But big, going just based off what Matt Rule has said himself, this is not me. Yeah. The head coach that gets paid millions said what he said, and yet... Publicly. And then did the Called opposite. him out. Called him out and literally did the opposite. So here's what I'll say about this is if you're one of those fans that's just like waving this off, I think you're insane. And this is probably red flag number one for me. It's just confusing. It just, it doesn't make sense putting him in that position. It's, you said, Matt Rule, you said, you, not me, not this dumbass fan. You, that gets paid millions to figure this crap out. You said it, and you completely contradicted yourself. And just imagine if Scott Bleep made that personnel decision, what would we be saying? We would be losing our minds. Insane. Sorry, go. <laughs> I, I think in regards to that comment about the fullback, like the fullbacks need they need to do a better job of blocking. Like if you're going to be using an offense with a fullback, you better be using the fullback, and the fullback better be doing their job. There was multiple times where our fullback would hit the gap that we're supposed to run through and he would be put on his ass by the, by the linebackers. Bro, no, he got rocked. <laughs> he got rocked a lot. Yeah. So that has to happen. Like the fullback needs to play better and the running backs getting into the, the Gabe thing. Gabe Irvin was averaging 7.9 yards a carry. He's supposed to be your fourth, fourth quarter battering ram. And you go to Anthony Grant and the comment, I don't love it. He says, well, Anthony runs that play really well. 
And I think you're telling me that your running back one can't run that play. He, cause I know that for a fact, he's going to hold on the damn ball. It, it's just wild to me. You're in kill the clock mode. The most crucial part of the game. You have a lead and you give it to a guy that you publicly said could not hold on to the ball. And what does he do? Yeah. He doesn't hold on to the ball. Yeah. So this is what drives me insane is like some people are going to say, well, Anthony Grant runs to the edge better than Gabe Irvin. To which I would say, don't make that call then with five minutes left. Run a different play. The, min- the Minnesota guy, he made a good play. What's, what's, uh, what's Anthony Grant supposed to do? The guy, pun- he did the peanut punch. What's he supposed to do? Hold, Hold on to the... F- this is where EJ Barthel, before the play, goes two hands, hold on, two arms, holding on the freaking ball. Five points. And Ma- look, Matt Rule, he's CEO. We wanted him to be CEO. Game time decisions, making sound decisions. He has the right to say, no. No. Gabe, Gabe, go in. Even fourth Ramir. Quarter, fourth quarter battering ram. You. You're the CEO. It's, I'm sorry, it's not on Barthel. It's on you. Isn't this what we're supposed to be doing? Guys, if we're being consistent, we yeah. can't rail Scott Bleep and then not rail rule. Yeah. Rail rule. Rail. Yeah. I'm sorry. This is, this, is, this is alarm number one going ding, ding, ding. I don't like it. Yeah. I mean. I know it's game one, but I don't like it. Yeah. And Mike, to your point, like the, I, I'll, I'll call it an excuse, was the play that was called Anthony Grant runs it better. Well, if you're telling us that Anthony Grant is putting the ball on the ground in a critical moment in the game like that, and you specifically call the one play that Anthony Grant supposedly <laughs> runs better than Ramir and, Grant, er, and Irvin, what are we doing? <laughs> you put your best guys on the field when it's crunch time. Run that play in the first half. Right. You know, r- run that play in the first half. You're telling me there's no plays that Gabe Irvin runs better Listen, than I, Anthony Grant? Because he's, he's running back one. Right? I, I, I watched Irvin run to the outside and he got 20 yards. Yeah. Earlier in the game, mm-hmm. he broke a tackle right at the line and then he took off for 20 yards. Yes. I just, I'm not going to buy that. I'm not going to buy that Irvin can't run that play. I'm just not going to buy it. Somebody said Anthony Grant needs to carry the ball during call and practice just like the 1993 movie, The Programs. The program. <laughs> Have you so. ever seen that movie? <laughs> that movie? That movie is wild. You need to watch that. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Ron said, coach isn't holding true to his words. It's one game, but one yes. Game? But the off season was Kool-Aid season. It is finally time. And Nebraska beat themselves. If Connor, what do you got? Sadness, mostly. <laughs> <laughs> you look sad. I, yeah. I, I'm just disappointed with, you know, the, the play calling. It was one thing that I thought we were all really excited for with Matt Rule was, you know, we get to get rid of this. Again, we talked about it with Scott Bleep, that there were a lot of head scratchers, a lot of head scratching play calling. and Personnel. Yeah, I think we were all excited to kind of move past that. Mm -hmm. And in game one, here we are already talking about a big one. Mm -hmm. Dude, adult in the room, competent head coach. That's all we asked for. And it's just like, we are, we just saw the same thing again. Yeah. And it's uh, g- game one. I get it, but it's the same. It's the same thing. Not, yeah. And, not, I, different. And, and I mean, we can talk about, you know, you can't teach old dogs, new tricks and stuff, but like the coaching staff did not help them. They did not help. No, them. they, <laughs> if you want to play percentages, right? I feel like this, this staff is very into like 
high risk, you know, a risk versus reward type stuff. That's kind of what they're saying in the off season. If you say percentages and you say there's, there's a 35% chance that this guy will fumble versus this guy and you put him in the game, it's going to give you like go to percentages before that play. Nebraska had a 94% chance of winning the football game. Oh God, don't tell me. Literally, even if you don't fumble the ball and you have to punt it away to Minnesota and make them go 80 yards. Which we know they were not which doing. Which they were not doing all no. game. But instead, you fumble the ball, give them the ball in our territory, and they go make a play. Well, yep. And what's most frustrating, we've said multiple times already, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. The problem is, the last dog already got put down. We got a new one. Yeah. yeah. And it's the same behavior. <laughs> yeah. So is it us? <laughs> Uh, Are we bad at raising I, dogs? So this is just going to be a shout out. We've had him on the show before, so I, I feel all right saying his name. Now, Damon Benning had brought up the point that Gabe Irvin seems to be the guy that is a rhythm back, right? He, you got to get him, as he said, lathered up. So that's like consistent carries and not the, the hockey style substitution. Um, to which I would say that sounds awesome because... Get him in rhythm. Because Matt Rule said, Gabe Irvin, clear-cut number one. Okay, so in my mind, I'm thinking consistent carries, right? Not being taken out. He was out every, a lot. Every, every other play. Like, well, this is what the identity is supposed to be, right? Is consistent running back run game and getting into a rhythm. That's what we, isn't that what we kind of wanted anyway? You literally just have to look at the box score. Just look at the box score. Nine look to at the seven. touches. Yeah. Your you're RB3 got more touches than your one and two I don't combined. I'm, cr- I'm stupid. I'm stupid. You are. I know. Yes. I'm admitting it. I'm stupid. Tim said, I got drunk on the Kool-Aid and I have a massive hangover, hangover again. Well, luckily for you, my friend, we are the chaser to your Kool-Aid. That is, that is since a, day one. Yeah. That is why you listen to the podcast, Hello. No Block, No Rock. That is, our, that is our motto. We are here to help be the chaser to your Kool-Aid. Even if it hurts, our, it hurts us too. Because you got to remember, we're not here to bash this program. We love this program. We love it just as much as you yeah. guys do. That's why we do this every week. Because we love it so much. <sighs> yeah, I, I did not see a single person walk in that door today with a smile on their face. No. no. We knew what we had to do today. Yes. No one was excited about it. Not a freaking chance. Just concerning rule, I'll, I'll just say this. I still like the guy. I want him to be the head coach. I do not want him gone. That's insane. That's insane. Now... That being said, there's been a game. There's no more a look in, hard knocks, Kool Aid. The fairy tales you have, the game has been played. You know who can do what, who can't do what. This is where the staff, the new staff, who's supposed to be better, this is where you make your hay, this is where you make your paycheck, is by making adjustments going forward. And then we'll judge accordingly, okay? Like we said, it's game one. Now you have game tape. Make adjustments accordingly. Put your quarterback in a great position. Put your running backs in a great position. Mike, you're going to say something. Let's, let's go switch to the other side of the ball. And this might be some good stuff that we can talk about before we put a bow on this game and we don't talk about this game again. <laughs> yeah. I then we'll, know then we'll preview about. another thing that might, <laughs> might, get, might get hot again. But let's talk a little bit about the black shirts. They look good, guys. I was impressed. I'm not saying, you know, we're going to be a top defense in the country or anything like that. But the defense, I mean, Minnesota, for most of that game, was struggling to move the ball. Yeah. Struggling. They lacked an identity. They almost, they looked like Nebraska. They were the ones doing bad things. Mm -hmm. Like our defense was making them do stupid things. 
They're the one that got the roughing, you know, the roughing the punter thing, right? Yeah. Like Minnesota looked like Nebraska 99% of that game until it mattered. Yep. And the defense, they, they were, I mean, everything they said, they're good as advertised. Now, Fleck, like if you were to ask the, the normal analysts, they would say, Flex offenses are 70-30 run. Kalek Manis, 44 pass attempts. 44. You got Minnesota all out of their identity. Mm-hmm. What, were, what were we worried about with the 3-3-5? Three, three, what was everybody worried about? The Stopping run. the run. Yep. You can't say they didn't stop it until that very, 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 very last play. Dude, I mean, watching it from above, from the stands, it's like, okay, this defense looks like they've got a mentality. They were hitting dudes. They were they've got making, multiple hats on the ball. You multiple. Could, you could tell, and I don't think this is just like convenient talking point, but you could tell that they have physical practices. Yeah, yes. I cannot think of any missed tackles throughout the whole no, game. They were except for the very 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 end. Yes, that last freaking play. <laughs> no, like open field tackling, great. Yeah, I mean, everything was great besides the Hartzog getting cooked, and when he was just playing supposed to play zone in that corner there, and he got, he went to go make a play, got cooked. But other than that, like this defense, think about it. They gave up 13 points and lost. They gave up 44 rushing yards and lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This, and, and they were facing four turnovers. Yeah. Their and offense, lost by three points. They, their offense put them in such mm-hmm. terrible spots all game, and they rose to the occasion every time until the end without Ty Robinson. Right. Right. Ty gets knocked out without Nick Henry. He's gone. Some right. people might say the defensive line played better without Ty. They, no, they didn't. Like, and, and I told I you in the true. stands. Remember, we were sitting in the stadium. I was like, this is a moment where this defensive line is going to show. Like, I'm going to go play for my teammates. This is that culture thing. This is when they go, they stay in the dorms and all that stuff. Mm. This moment right here is that scenario. Yeah. You, one of your teammates just got kicked out of the game for some bullshit stuff. Yeah. And I mean, right? the, the polar bear, the dude stepped up. He, he had, looked He had good. a tipped pass and he had that crucial sack. Like, yeah. The dudes, the dudes on the line stepped up big time. And then, like we, like you said, Mike, the biggest concern for us was, or I'm, I'm sorry, Jared, the biggest concern was the run. And I think we can, for now, considering the identity for Minnesota was the 11 personnel and just running it up the gut and just beating the hell out of y'all game, considering that, I mean, they, they rose to the occasion big time. Right. I mean, some people are going to say Minnesota, Minnesota's offense isn't all that... High impressive calendar, yeah. and you know you lose Mo Ibrahim and um but it's just like and somebody on on TikTok said you know the conditioning looked better like yes. they were in the like you can they weren't getting beat off the ball necessarily like the first half the pass rush could have been better yep you could have gotten off the field more like they were on third were, down that was rough they were converting third down after third down it seemed like but what's encouraging is that improved over the game. Mm-hmm. Like, it didn't stay that way. It got better because our defensive coordinator, Tony White, was probably making adjustments. Yep. And it seemed like he, he had a good grasp on the game and things weren't getting out of hand with him. Like, it's, he's, it's, he seems like a dude worth his salt. Listen, well, the, 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 the little uh, dunk passes for six yards, seven yards, stuff like that, that all got eliminated. Mm-hmm. That yes. all, after, Until the very end. At the yeah. end, yeah. Up, up, leading up to the end of the game, I mean, we were consistently like, we were putting pressure on the quarterback and uh, those little dink and dunk plays that have killed us in the past, that all kind of got squared away as the game went on. So, yeah. yeah. The, so the, the defense played well. The substitution on the defense was incredible. And I think yeah. that has to do with the conditioning too. Yes. As they were, yeah. They had... 
18 guys play on the first drive. Can name a name a time you've ever seen that? Right. Ever. We had 18 guys, including two true freshmen playing out there. They both, both those true freshmen played really they, they good. Played they played well. And if, it, if, and I'm not, I'm not going to blame refs. But you are. When you're, when, <laughs> when the tackles have to take an extra step for true freshmen, that's a good sign for, for your defense moving forward. When Minnesota's tackles are getting an extra yard off the ball before the ball snapped, mm. because that, that end is faster than them. That's a good sign for Nebraska. Sure. I wish we could have got one of those calls, especially the one at the end, but we did get one. It would have been nice. We got one. It would have been nice. Did but, they but they got one false start? No, I don't think so. They had a false start in the fourth quarter. I know they had a, yeah, they had a false start on that last drive, which put them in a not advantageous spot. Oh yeah. And they didn't yeah. take the runoff. Yeah. 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 yeah the runoff. They did take the runoff actually. So yep. they could save that timeout. Yeah. Yep. Which was smart. Very smart. Um, Omar Brown, that play that he made. I mean, I, th- I think he was in man-to-man coverage, and he just made a great play. Yep. Give, give the dude a single digit. I don't care what you have to do. I would just I think say, he earned it. take him. Omar coming. You, guys, you guys ever seen The Wire? Omar coming. Omar coming. Well, Omar has a big test next week because sure there's this does. guy named Traver- Travis Hunter that we're going to be going, going and seeing in Boulder. Yeah. And that guy's going to be a real test for both our cornerbacks. Now, I don't know if you guys want to talk anymore about the defense. Any other points? No, uh, I just think they play good. Can we can we talk special teams? That's what go. Yeah. Okay. Holy Moses. <laughs> Compared to last year, yep. I'm talking everything. Literally everything. The punning was better. The kickoff uh coverage was better. Like, and then you've got Ramir running 60 yards down the sideline on a kickoff return. Hey, God, I wish you would house me. that. I wish you would house that. Tell me, tell me. Just tell me. Off the top of your head, I already know. When was the last time that we saw somebody get more than thirty yards on a kickoff return? Twenty fourteen. I'm sure. Twenty fourteen. I'm sure. DPE. DPE. Yeah, like twenty fourteen. Yeah, I remember Amir Abdullah doing it his freshman year. Yeah, freshman yeah. year. <laughs> Jesus. Yes. Yeah. It, it was nice. It was a treat to see. They talked about the importance of special teams, and we have a special teams coordinator. <gasps> Foley. What is that? Wow. That guy lives and breathes it. He goes on the field early to, to see the wind. The guy is a nut about it. And it showed. Mm. It showed. It did. You got starters on you got starters on punt. You got starters running on down on kickoff. Like let's be real. Let's be real here. Mm. We've talked about this a hundred times. The only reason we lost by three points on Thursday was because of special teams and defense. Yes. Yeah. Had you not had special teams like that, mm. I don't know how the game would have ended up, but it wouldn't have been like that. Well, and the only touchdown on the 2023 season was some razzle-dazzle bullshit. Yep. Yeah. Telling you right now, that shouldn't that, even work. Because that barely worked. It, it was a bad throw, throwback. <laughs> the ball was on the ground. Scramble, scramble. And then the guy happened to be wide well, open. So I know it's called Osborne, but they did Osborne a disservice with that play. They did. It <laughs> they they, they did it scored. I know it scored, but yikes. Yeah, they did Dr. Tom dirty there. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been cool if it, was, if it looked cleaner. It's yeah. Fine. It worked. It, it worked. With uh, special teams, and this is not performance related, to be clear. Mm. Only thing I was disappointed in, and I talked about this at the live show. I think we talked about it last week a little bit. Um, I was really excited to see Tris Nalvano and make sure he was the real deal. And we didn't get to see that much of him. So Pre-game, he, yeah. he looked good. Yeah, I, I mean, mean he hits, big uh, leg, big leg. Yeah. It was cool. Um, shout out Sam Hahn. Uh, he tweeted that Alvano's first field goal is a 27-yarder. That's kind of neat. Cool. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I wanted to see more. Um, 
But frankly, if I had it my way, I would only see Alvano kicking PATs. So. Yeah. And, you know, going into this game, it was kind of like up in the air for a little bit. It's like Alvano doesn't seem to be emerging and Bleak Road's kind of lingering. But, do I mean, hashtag do your job. I mean, yeah. what else do you want Alvano to do? I mean, he nailed a, his first ever kick with the yellow piss flags waving behind him, you know? Yeah. And to be he honest with you, I was never, I don't think once during that game, I mean, obviously there were other things to worry about while we're sitting in the stands. Uh, and... I didn't hold my breath every time a punt went in the air or no, didn't Bushini hold my breath. way better than last year. Bushini, oh yeah. Bushini is just all reliable. Like you can pretty much count on him to just do his job. Yep. Whereas with past punters in the past, what's going to, is the ball going to go behind? Listen, folks, Wait, where is it? Listen, folks, we, we've had <laughs> negative punts. Negative okay. So we, you know, we've seen some shit, you he, know, he's no Caleb Lightborn. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, it's yeah. not as, Bushini's not as fun. Yeah. Like, and I'm more interesting. I'm fine with that. I know. All reliable fits here. We got to get rid of fun. Um, just last thing on special teams, I envision that uh, that side of the ball, along with the defense, of course, they're going to carry this team and their back is going to hurt. And I just hope Alvano ice that leg, my friend, because I feel like you're going to be on the field a lot. Yeah. And, uh, I, I, I have faith in you. And it's because I have to have faith in you because that offense is putrid. Yeah. That's a good word. Putrid. Pathetic. Um, now, I know some people were asking about like wide receivers and stuff. Wide receivers. Now, Billy Kemp, you know, no catches. Marcus Washington suspended. Had three catches. He had a nice third down conversion. Nice, a few nice catches. Nothing spectacular, but all I'll say is this, guys. If I have to see Billy Kemp run a route that's more than 10 yards downfield, I might blow a gasket. Yeah. You can't, you can't have him in those situations, right? right? I mean, you saw one of the picks was Sims overthrew him because, look, guys, as bad as Sims is as a thrower, I know we're beating him again. Yeah. Billy Kemp is also five foot two. And it's not very hard to overshoot a guy like that. So if he has to run a route that's longer than 10 yards, I'm going to go, WTF are we doing? Right. Didn't you have game one to look at? So, um, when Tommy Hill and Heinrich Harburg are your threats. Fudge. Yeah. We should go back to long. What, remember, remember what we said? There is not a scenario where you can't get your true freshman. And, and uh, was it Jaden... Jalen Lloyd, Jalen Lloyd, Lloyd. Jalen Lloyd. He got in the game. He had that that little jet sweep for nine yards. Yeah, you're telling me you can't do a little bit more of that. Oh, if if these guys are not going to take the top off the defense, you need to go find some of those true freshmen that can. Where was look? The storyline was Malachi Coleman. He's traveling with the team. If there's not if there's not a deep threat that you have right now outside of doing this crazy ass Doctor Tom Wazoo play, just send Malachi. The the guy is. Is huge. He's a true freshman, sure. Yeah. But we talked about it on the way home. Wide receiver is likely, and, and running back, is likely the one position on the field where a true freshman can go out and go out and play yes. and make big plays. Yes. Mm-hmm. You're not, we're not asking you to put true freshman offensive linemen out there. We've seen how that goes. We're just saying, if you don't, if, if Malachi Coleman runs a 4-3 or whatever crazy number that he runs. Let him cook. He's huge. Go deep. 50-50. Yeah. Throw it, it up there. Throw it. Throw it deep. 
hey, Travis Hunter, go guard a guy that's five, six inches taller than you. Well, right. All right. Hold on. Hold on. I don't I know about that. Yeah. <laughs> be careful what you wish for. No, I, I just think that those guys, and I really hope moving forward, those guys, if, especially if IGC is out for a long period of time with this wrist injury, you've got to find ways. This is your job. You're, and you got this big brain, you know, whiz kid as the wide receivers coach. So figure out how to get your guys ready to go. Give them, give them five plays, eight plays, whatever it is. Hey, you know what? We haven't talked about this position group yet for good reason. Um, if you can't find ways to get your wide receivers open, you, your tight end has to be the security blanket, right? Mm. Especially with a guy like Sims. Quick game, quick routes. Fedoni. Hi. Hi. Hi, Thomas. Hi. Good to see you. Now, make a play. Forkature. You got to get targeted, a, though. He, he had a nice, <laughs> nice one-hand grab, and he was wide open in the end zone on that goal line play. Nice to see you. Go bail our dude out, please. He needs you. But so, they're not ends, getting targets, though. I didn't, I didn't and, want yeah. to him play all game, but they weren't getting targets either. And that's where Coach sat. Look at your tight ends every once in a while. They well, might be open. Again, man, like... We had a, a guy ask a question about the fullback, and we had a guy ask a question about the tight ends, and it's like, yeah, we heard about him all off season, yeah, and not we got one target, it's, and and that was to Borkature. And is Janeran is Janeran Bonner at what? He's what? gone. I M- thought, Mel Carton. Mel I thought, Carton. I, I thought he was going to be like I know it's just me kind of talking. I thought he was going to be like a dude kind of wide back. He's wide back this year. <laughs> He plays so wide, he's on the sideline. Way was, wide. Yeah. He was, way wide. He was sitting next to us. Yes, way wide. That, he's the new right. wide back this year. Uh, we do have a question in the chat. Deal. Do you all feel like there was some of personnel changes and play calls so coach can see where our team stands? Well, I'm sure I'm like, I, I'm sure there were some plays that it's like, let's see what our dudes can do or whatever. But it's also, you know, we lost. So, that, yeah, that's I don't not, know. I don't think the play calls that were done for that reason are what cost us the game. Right. Well, no. and I mean, like, my, my thought to that question is, I mean, once you realize that you're in a position to win the game, the, like you're likely to win the game, the experimentation is over. Yes. We're, okay, like, we know we, we've, we've been with these guys all offseason. We've been working with them. And so we don't need to experiment. Just put our best guys on the field and do what we do. Going to Nicholas's question, some of the some of the play calls or personnel decisions, like where do you draw the line between like I want to win the damn game and do what I know our players can do and play to their strengths? Like where do you draw that line in the game? Is it like, oh, we have five minutes left. Let's do what we know our guys can do. Like where you had a chance to win you had the lead in the fourth quarter. For most like, of the fourth quarter. Yeah. 94% chance to win. Like, where do you draw that line between, oh, let's experiment. Okay, you know what? Maybe there were, maybe that game was so ugly because they were doing just that. Now you have game tape. Okay. Yep. Now you have game tape. Now there's no freaking excuses anymore. Nope. No more experimenting. We just wanted to see if Jess Sims could make a throw like that, even though you have all that past hey, to look at it. 5,000 reps. I mean, whatever. You're up 21. Go ahead and experiment. Right. Sure. Go ahead and experiment. Sure. Do an onside game. In a game that close? <laughs> maybe not. Hell, maybe you're, not. hell, you're down 21. Maybe Go experiment. Ahead. Yeah. Figure it out. Figure it out. This is, your, this is your chance to figure it out. And that would be the luxury of playing a Bethune-Cookman. You can do a little experimenting, but you're not playing Bethune-Cookman. You're playing a conference road game. That so wins nine games a year. Just, if you have to be conservative, then be conservative. Yep. Like, no excuse. I'm Refs, they were experimenting. They wanted to see just... 
you had the lead in the fourth quarter. Win. Just close it out. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Hey, uh, can we take a quick break? Uh, Fill up our beers. Yeah, we can take a, a, a quick little break and uh, we'll top off our beers. And make sure you guys drop comments and questions in the chat. Um, I can I can stick around if you guys want to. I want to talk about the yeah. offensive line. Yes, we can talk about the O line when we get back, and then we'll uh, we'll preview a little Colorado and get out of here. Oh, it's really quick. Yeah, so, yeah. All right. Garage MS. Don't stress. Get a hold of Rob at Nebraska Garage Solutions. Nebraska Garage Solutions is a locally owned and operated company that focuses on affordable garage storage solutions. The owner Rob will personally work with every customer from bid until job completion. They specialize in, but not limited to, overhead metal storage, custom wood shelving, pre-finished slat wall systems, and cabinets and entertainment areas. Are you looking to be the envy of all your neighbors? Get a hold of Nebraska Garage Solutions today. Follow on all social media platforms and check out over 50 five-star reviews. You can email rob at nebraskasolutions.com or you can call 402-987-8180. To check out their work, go check out www.nebraskagarasolutions.com We will be back. Make sure you drop your uh, your comments, questions in the chat. Stay here. We'll, uh, Jared and I will stick around to answer whatever you got. What do you got on TikTok? Anthony said, can we all agree something needs to be done about Turner Corcoran? Anthony, that's a great comment. One thing that we talked about before we came on air. What? Oh, did he turn you off? Okay. Yep, he's back. Nope. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm in. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm in. So one thing we talked about uh, before we got on air was if Teddy Prohaska is back, Turner Corcoran got a zero rated grade on Pro Football Focus. Was that what it was? It was a zero. Zero. Zero for pass pro. Pass pro, yeah. That's, that's unacceptable at any level. <laughs> any level, literally. Like, you could go back to, like, like, uh, high school and that would be bad you know it's and funny you say that because i'm pretty sure i heard that exact same thing last year and i don't know if it was with 69 or if it was with like 54 but 54 looked okay i'm just saying for like the the zero grade it's like i'm pretty sure i've heard that with the nebraska line before yeah and and so i think what needs to be done is if teddy is 100 percent healthy do not rush him back get real if he's 100 percent healthy i think you move him out to left tackle to see what he's got because true freshman Teddy looked good for being a true freshman and he played good football. I think Teddy would go back to left. I think you would rotate in like a Turner in, into left guard or rotate your guards in general. Turner just kind of rotates in and out. So he's not, mm. he's not put in those positions or on third down. You just always have Teddy. <laughs> like It's just, dude, it's, I don't even know. Like, even just tip your hand. Like, yeah, it on passing downs, yeah, Turner, you're not on the field anymore. Um, three man rush. You know, three man. Yeah, yeah. I I I would say this is just putting it very nicely. I think having a traffic cone out there would be more effective. Just a traffic cone, <laughs> like just sitting there. I know it's I know it's harsh, but I don't know. The offensive line when you were watching the game, I don't think it looked. It wasn't as obviously trash fire as it has been. But there was, like, I mean, with that Gabe Irvin run, right? If you watch that play again, a dude misses block, and the dude should have made a tackle, and it should have been, like, a six-yard loss, but it wasn't. Because Gabe made a play. Because Gabe made a play. RB1. And it's, but that's what, that's what we've been told. Um, but I don't think the O-line, for the most part, was like, whoa, these guys suck. 
Yeah, they were serviceable at best, I would say. And I don't know, like, we talked about this in the stadium as well. It's like, go finish a game. That's where I want to see the offensive line take over. And I want to get into it a little bit more when we talk about Colorado, but it's like, if you have this veteran offensive line, because they, they are, everybody on that offensive line is a veteran. Mm-hmm. They've all played together. They have chemistry. You know, you had one guy that didn't had to sit out all last year because he was on steroids. You think he'd be really strong, right? <laughs> no, like you need to go make a play. And the yeah. O-line, they didn't play terrible. I would say, I would say 69 did not play great. But 54, we, we've shit on that guy a lot. We have. We have. And, and there's no doubt. He definitely went and made a play. Offensive line, guys, we were just saying, it wasn't like a total trash fire. You know, there were certain guys that if you had a traffic cone out there, it would have been better than having them. But yeah. I don't think it was like, oh my God, just like a total disaster like it has been. The start of the game was rough. Yeah. yeah very rough. But, but I, I, I they mean, got look, in. they settled in. Yeah, they settled in. I will say, we were just talking about... Um, Jalen Doss and his little like swing uh, Lloyd. Oh, Jalen Lloyd. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we, we were just talking about his like little swing handoff thing. Yeah, jet yeah. sweep. And uh, fifty four did miss a big block. I mean, we, he yeah. was housing that. Yeah, had that block been picked up. He kind of went. He was back to the like ghost blocking where the guy was already being blocked, and he just kind of ran over there. And he's like, "Oh, I think I'm. I think I'm in the wrong spot here." Yeah, and it ended up going for nine yards, but it would have been housed. So I mean, that's like little stuff that that. If you're playing a Bethune Cookman, you work that stuff out, right? Mm-hmm. You go to the you go to the room, and you meet with the offensive lineman, and you're like, "Hey, man, what the hell are you doing? You're supposed to be blocking this guy," and you still probably won the game. And it's kind of like, "Yeah, we're going to get that stuff straightened out." But instead, instead of housing that, <clears throat> you got it for nine yards, and you lost the game. For yeah. me, I mean, my standards were low to begin with, so like, I'm not. I wasn't expecting a whole lot of out of them anyway, so. I wouldn't say it was like good, but I'm just like, eh, they were there. We yeah. improved year over year. Yeah. And I guess. Anthony yeah. had a follow up and he said, but there should never be an excuse to let up a sack when the D is only rushing three. Oh. 1000% Anthony. You yes. Know, and yes. it's, and I would have to like kind of rewind. It was a spin move. He, he spun, yeah. mo- he put him on the spin cycle. And <laughs> I remember seeing a similar Dude. highlight last year where he, whoa. <laughs> 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 yeah. So, yes, yes, I, I recall the play, and it's just, that can't happen. That can't happen to your fourth-year guy. Like, it just can't happen. Like, yeah. He, and, and that's not all, all on Turner, though. On that particular play, the guard has to, if they're only rushing through, the guard is supposed to help on the inside. So, we're not going to say it's totally on Turner, but his pass grade was a zero. 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 Like, Traffic yeah. cone. So, it's the same as all of us sitting at this table. That's what That was our grade for the game, too. So. Yeah. We got a zero. So did he. And like <laughs> when you when you combine the fact that my expectations were low and they're going up a conference opponent, it's like okay, I guess I'll take it. It could have been a lot worse. Yes. What's crazy is, did you know that's not his first zero point zero? He had one last well, year. Yeah, that's say, what. That's yeah, it. that's what we were saying yeah. before you when you guys were gone. We're like, yeah, he did have one of those last year too. Yeah. So do you want to read this one? Yeah. God dang it, McCain. Yeah. Dude, I hope there's no typos in there. Uh, we'll find out. Last year, Minnesota's defense finished in the top five. I didn't know that. Or the top five in the Yeah, we, yes. we did talk about that last yep. year. Yep. Okay. Wow. They do have a lot of returning production as well. On the other hand, TCU's defense finished 91st 
and they lost their top two players on the team and were still able to put up four or five sacks. With this in mind, I have two questions. Do you think our offense will do any better against Colorado with the defense that is inferior to Minnesota by a large margin? So do you have faith that the offense will do work against a not great Colorado defense? The run game will. Uh, yeah. The, are we, do we just roll do this? We, I think, yeah, I think we just kind of work our way into Colorado. Uh, yeah. So now. I perfect, perfect segue. McCain. Perfect segue. Thank you. McCain. What, what I noticed and I'm paraphrasing a little, I think these numbers are correct. I got them in my phone, but I believe TCU had what? 255 rushing yards, averaging 7.7.4 per carry. They showed us they can't stop a run. They showed us that. Um, so the, the rushing will be a big, big factor. Or at least it really should be. Um, I don't want to throw at Travis Hunter. I don't want to throw at Travis I don't Hunter. want to throw any ball near him. Yeah. I don't. I, I, he oh. is living up to all the hype. Travis Hunter is him. He That's what him. he said. He yeah. is him. He is that guy. Yeah. I do not want... We're going to see him enough... On the offensive side of the ball, I don't want to throw near him on the on the defensive side of the ball. Don't want to do it. If if he get, if his side of the field gets targeted more than five times, and I think I'm being very generous. That's that five. Yeah, right. five is a big number. That's yeah. a big, and that's, that's kind of where I'm going with this point. You fire Satterfield. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If if you target Travis more than five times, you don't have a dude. Sat is gone. You got to be with those receivers. There's no way. There should never be a scenario <laughs> where you're throwing when number twelve is near there. I'll tell you, you target him five times. Travis Hunter comes away with the ball at least once. <laughs> oh, 100%. No, no, no. You target him five times, he'll pick it off six. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, just, that's just the way Nebraska football is, guys. I'm sorry. That guy is good. Um, okay, so Colorado in Boulder. Um, I, I made a TikTok video, and I wouldn't say it went viral, but I got a lot of views. I said, this Colorado team is playing with two things that Nebraska has not had in a very long time. And that is confidence and belief. Agreed. Right up here, guys. And I'm pointing right between my ears. Confidence and belief. And yeah, they have athletes and speed and all that stuff. But I'm talking about the mental side of the game. They got swag. Nebraska does not have swag. Farthest thing from it. Sorry. And maybe that's underselling uh, the coach rule effect that he'll have on the team. But there's no zero swag on this team or confidence um, and again, you reference, we talk about, you know, Colorado just beat TCU. I don't want to shock anybody. Um, that's a number 17 team. There are arguments to be made whether they deserve that 17 at this point in the season, but that's neither here nor there. They just took down a ranked opponent. You think they don't have more confidence and more swag Bruh. coming to this Nebraska game oh, after what they just watched us real. do? Yeah. Dude, I know it's 10 a.m. over there. Dude. That, that, that actually probably helps. <laughs> Listen, it does. It does, but let's get... Re- like, where people are acting like it's going to be a sleepy stop. Nope. Dude, you, can you imagine if we had a 10 a.m. game at Memorial Stadium? What would, pe- what would people do? They'd wake up at 4 or 5. Mike, you wake up at 4 or 5 when it's a night game. I do that, yes. yes. Because you're... I have a problem. But I'm saying these, these people, are they're going to wake up early. They're going to drink their mimosas. They're going to drink their Screwdrivers. Uh, orange beers and... Man, Moses, they're Thank gonna, you. they're gonna, they're gonna be, fun. they're gonna get lathered up, unlike Gabe Irvin, they're gonna get lathered up and they're gonna be ready. They're gonna be loud. They're gonna be rambunctious. They're gonna be in your face. Piss bombs will be loaded. Piss bombs, shit bombs. Sorry, Facebook, dude. Don't act like this is gonna be a sleepy environment. Um, as for the game plan, run the damn ball. Yes, 
Well, I mean, look. You have to. Look. Yes. Sonny Dykes, the fact that he continued to just try to go blow for blow with Colorado after, I mean, I'm talking, you know, you go through the first half and you're like, damn, this is kind of crazy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But the fact that you didn't try, Minnesota is known for time of possession. Yeah. Okay. And Nebraska matched their time of possession damn near. I think it was like a 30 second difference or something like that. You have to limit the amount of times that Travis Hunter is going to be catching the ball and Sanders is going to be throwing the ball. Yep. You have to keep that offense off the field. So what does that mean? You have to run the ball nonstop. If you're looking at what TCU did to them, what they, what do you say? Seven point something car- uh, Seven yards point, per carry? 7.4. Yes. You have got to capitalize on that. How many times did we, we've talked about it over and over again. Scott Frost going up against one of the worst run game defenses in the country. Who was that? That was Rutgers? No, who was that? Uh, I know who you're talking about. No, it was Minnesota. It was Minnesota. The COVID, when they were, the COVID year. They were down seven starters and had the, one of the worst rush defenses in the country. And we proceeded to throw the ball 40 times. Yeah, you cannot. If, you, if you're looking, happen. TCU just ran seven point something yards on these guys. And you don't run the ball the whole game, man, I'm telling you, there, it, there will be hell to pay. I, I will say <laughs> a, a perfect example. Mike and I talked about the game a little bit before this episode. I watched Wyoming-Texas Tech last night, if anybody caught that game. If you look at the possession time in that game, that's why Wyoming won. They mm. were, their average snap time was six seconds left on the play clock compared to Wyoming's 21. Yes. They controlled the clock, and they made it possible for their offense to get things done by doing that. You guys, I... I'm going to be the negative guy. I, I already know what's going to happen. I'm going to be watching on the television. The telly. On the telly. And I'm going to say, why are you running more? I, I can, I'm, I'm going to be pissed off. I can see it. This is just me being a cynical guy. I'm going to yell at my TV probably at least three times. Why didn't you run there? Well, listen, and, Why are you trying to be cute? And, and listen, Colorado... Probably got ran on so bad because Sonny Dykes was trying to go blow for blow in the passing game. Yeah, because Colorado's like we don't have to load the box because we're gonna they're just gonna we're gonna it's gonna be a street fight like we're just gonna be out airing the ball out the whole game. So I mean, maybe they didn't just load the box. Maybe that's why their running, uh, you know, defense is so like so bad right now. They're gonna Colorado's gonna know we're gonna come in and run the ball. Right. What I what this reminds me a lot of though, if you watched Colorado's offense, they are full blown former head coach Scott type offense it's fast 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 chip kelly style fast 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 many places you can get in right Mm -hmm. someone has got to do what everybody else in the big 10 did to that guy just control the clock snap the ball with two seconds one second every single i'm gonna yell at my tv you're going to because it why did you snap it with nine seconds why no it needs it needs to be you need to shorten the game and like you said kyle reduce the number of times that Shadir gets to throw it to number 12. Because number 12 is going to, he is going to be faster than your DBs. 100%. Yeah. That's a, a big point, like you said. Um, Colorado is really, really trying to set that pace and set it very high. Yes. Throw them off. Don't get attracted. Make that pace slow. Yes. Here's slow the, everything down. I just, people say just run it down their throats, run it down their throats. And I'm just like, people. People out there saying Nebraska just needs to run it down their throats. I say to you, 
Have you looked at Nebraska's offensive line? As if there are a bunch of bullies out there. As if the Nebraska offensive line is just a bunch of bullies. A bunch of ass kickers. They are not, guys. I can tell you right now, you're going to watch your television and go, Colorado is out physicaling them up front. I guarantee you. Again, that's me being cynical. But I've watched Nebraska football play. And I, can, I, I see it. I see it in my head. I see the Colorado defensive line getting penetration and stopping the run. I can see it in my head. Kyle Ross I said, can see it. Colorado beat TCU, but not by much. I really hope the Huskers can beat Colorado. I think Neon Dion is pretty cocky. Go Big Red. And you guys doing this show, how are you all doing today? Kyle, I, I love that you asked how we're doing, but Kyle, they were 20-point dogs on the road. 21-point dogs. If Nebraska pulls that win off... Kyle, if they pull that win off, what are we saying about Nebraska? We're saying greatest win in program history, rule is the real deal, et cetera. Give Colorado credit. I don't yes. care how many starters they lost. I don't care. Nobody picked them to win. Give them the roses. They, they deserve all the credit and all the praise they are getting for beating TCU. There is, they won one game last year, and what he did on Saturday, yesterday, was impressive incredible and and i am it's so i weird. am very worried about what's going to happen to us on saturday here's the thing the, that comment from kyle right yeah um says that neon dion seems cocky here's the thing he is he is but what did he do he deserves he every right to be cocky he's yeah. earned the right he just has if you would have lost now then if, we could say something but he if even even then with that performance yesterday had they lost by a field goal you know it came down to the the team that had the ball last you they lost. The, the nation would still be talking about how incredible that performance was. Yep. If, God willing, Nebraska goes in and beats Colorado and Dion continues to talk like this, sure, maybe there's some criticism that can be thrown around. Mm. But as of this moment, you got to give it to Dion's him. never going to not be Dion. So even if somehow he'll, he'll the sky it. falls and Nebraska somehow finds a way to beat Colorado on the road, <laughs> if that happens... Dion is still going to be Dion. Well, Dion's yeah. going to spin it. He's going to spin it in his Dion primetime way. Yes. Listen, he's savvy. He knows. Um, another thing that someone said on uh, on Facebook on one of my videos was like, Nebraska is going to roll into Boulder pissed off because of what happened in Minneapolis. And I go, Siri, play Shook Ones Part 2 by Mob Deep because I think they're going to be shook going into Boulder with the swag and the confidence and the belief that Colorado has, I think it's going to overwhelm Nebraska. And I don't know if we want to get into game predictions, but I just think that this is a, a train, and they're, I, I just think they're going to get rolled over. In the last five years, how many times have we heard Nebraska's going into this next game angry? I've oh, seen this yeah. movie before. Oh. Yes. I've seen this movie. I know the end. And it's always and, the same ending. And you know what? Like the whole, like, oh, they're going to roll in there pissed off. Like, dude, we've been doing the raw, raw shit for <laughs> 10 years. We've been, we've been doing, we've been doing that. That's, that is our gig. Oh, you know, you, you, you drop a team to a team that, you know, is, is 30 players out because of COVID and you lose that game. Boy, these boys are going to be pissed off going into the next week. It's, it's, no. And look, no. and the devil's advocate argument, which I am definitely open to hearing is, well, you're not giving Rule and his staff enough credit then. And I go, maybe you're right. Maybe they will go into Boulder pissed off. There's going to be a different mentality under Rule than there has been under the past regimes. Maybe you're right. I hope. But based off 
evidence. The eye test. What I've seen for the past, um, how old am I? Uh, really old. I, the train is rolling and they're, <laughs> oh boy. What, what, oh God, it's what happened in week one this year was literally the worst case scenario. Nebraska loses like it always loses. Identical. <laughs> the the Linning, the close loss, uh, whatever it is. And uh, then Dion, Minneapolis. Dion goes to TCU and performs like that and wins the game. One score win. And of course, it's against the team that went to the national championship last year. Yeah. It couldn't have happened any worse. It literally couldn't have. The this, this stage is set. So the other thing that, again, I'm not taking this win away from Colorado. I'm not going to take that away. But we talked multiple times. TCU is not the team that went to the national championship last year. No, no. I, I they, know that. They returned three offensive starters and seven defensive starters. What concerns me most about that is the seven defensive starters because four of them were DBs. And they still torched that secondary. And here, and they here, were 91st in the country and still somehow yeah. found their way into the national title game. And what? here, here's the thing too, is forget all the stats, forget everything. This is all mindset, raw, raw stuff, right? Sure. Yeah. You have to just imagine Nebraska going to play TCU week one. We would have lost that game. Yes. And we would have been like, oh yeah, you know, they're national champions. Of course they lost, right? Yep. Or they're, you know, they're runner-up to the national championship. Of course we lost that game, right? Colorado, Colorado walked in there with that, with knowing that, that they're number 17th in the country. We're going to them on the first game of the year after we just got rid of 80 people on our team. And one win last one, year. And one. Yeah. Game one under the Primetime regime. Nebraska, what, tell me the last time Nebraska they, did anything like they that. They did Never. what Nebraska has not been able to do for a very long time. Exactly. Kyle Ross said Nebraska lost a close game at Minnesota. Yes, they did. But have a lot more games left and yes. so many plenty or so plenty of chances to get a lead and keep it and win. Thank you, Kyle, Dude, for the positivity. He, we not, need it. You're not, not wrong. wrong. He's not wrong. We can still. Work on that identity of finish in the fourth quarter. We can still do that. Yeah, season's not over. Season's we not did over. strike out on the first try, though. And we all predicted they would lose. I did not. Right. Yeah. Except for Mike. I, I said, thought they would win. I said, hey. What an idiot. I didn't think they were going to win. I predicted us to win. I didn't think they were going to win. That's, that's the fair. only thing that's keeping me alive right now is because at that live show in Minneapolis, oh, brother. Oh, it was so hard for me to say. Dude, the vibes were high. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The vibes were high in that bar. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, I think right now I could predict a win here. Yep. I think I could. And I still predicted a loss. Yes. So that's the only reason I'm still alive right now. But Kyle, I'm proud of you that your logic won out over your emotions. Yeah. The, I'm telling you. Good that, job. That bar, that, <laughs> oh, dude. It, it was The vibes fantastic. were high. We were yes. feeling good. We were interviewing Husker fans in Lions Pub. It's a Husker bar down in da uh, downtown Minneapolis. And <laughs> yeah, there was not a... No, there was two fans, I think, that predicted Minnesota to win. The rest of them. Out of all the 20 fans that we interviewed, they all said Nebraska was going to win Dude, that game. So, mm -hmm. it, Kyle, it, good Ky job. Kyle, I just, what do I always say? What do I always say after a, a Lynn? I go, Nebraska is the one team that just can't do it. Nope. <gasps> they were, they were seven, seven point dogs to Minnesota. What do you expect? Colorado was 20 point dogs, 21. and they, fit, they won. They figured yeah. it out. No, Colorado won a game they were not supposed to win that nobody thought they would win. A roster that some college football experts said was the worst in Power Five. They 
won a game they weren't supposed to win. Against a fellow Power 5 foe. I don't yep. care if TCU has Dingus McDingus as their quarterback. Don't he matter. has thrown Hinkle McCringleberry. Now, yeah. Hinkle McCringleberry. <laughs> yeah, that guy would have probably thrown better than the TCU guy. But I ingest him. Uh, <laughs> all right, guys. Do we have anything else to say about Colorado? You want to go around and do some score predictions? Oh, no. Dare we? <laughs> or, or should we just... Yeah. No. I mean, no. we can't win the Guesser Guy Award from, from Connor if, if we don't. So, right. you know what? Go around. Give your predictions. What do you got? <laughs> we'll start with you, Connor. Connor, Kevin. I think. And I know what I've been saying about Colorado. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, we, if we manage the clock properly and we get any part of coverage on Travis Hunter, I'm going to say... 27-24, Nebraska. You said that Nebraska is going to win 27-24. Yes. Is he just yes. crapping his pants? What's he doing over there? Is he in pain? Uh, Kyle. You want to go next? Kyle, what's your score just, prediction? Just so you're on record. 27-24, Nebraska was for Connor. He says we are going to win that game. All right, King. Look, two weeks ago I said... The game was not even going to be close <laughs> against Colorado. Isn't that crazy? I'm going to say, <laughs> while I'm just going to say it, it's going to be 28 to 17 mm. Colorado. Mm. Okay. Okay. Mike Delaware. <sighs> Let's put it on the record, right? Come no. On, uh, yeah, I don't think Nebraska is going to get it done. I, I think it's going to be another uh, hostile environment. I think the prime effect will be in full effect. And I just think, uh, I think it'll be close though. I think, I do think that this team will go in and control the clock. They will look at this, the film from the last game and they'll look at what TCU did wrong. I, I think they will control the clock and it will be a lower scoring game. I think 24, 21 Colorado. Kyle, I need you to play Shook Ones Part 2 by Mob Deep. <laughs> don't have that one. Oh, yeah. No, I don't. Nebraska. How would you say your mental focus is? <laughs> that ain't it. <laughs> Nebraska, you ain't a crook, son. You just a Shook One. There's going to be turnovers. Colorado's going to get the ball a lot. More than we would ever want. And this is going to be one of those losses that isn't a Lynn or a one score. It's going to be... 41 to 20. Oh, Colorado. Lord. It's I, going to be a neon Dion show with the sunglasses, and he's probably going to be wheeling around because he doesn't need to stand. He's going to be wheeling around on the sidelines going, fuck <laughs> the Yeah. Y'all doubted me. I got receipts. I got receipts, son. 41 20. It's going to be a demolishing. Wow. I, mean, I just don't believe in this team. Okay. I know I'm being very negative. I would say so. Yes, I think that's a little more negative than, I don't, than we would you, like. But you know what? Have you seen Nebraska's well? offense? I have. It's you not. You think they're going to score good. a lot? It's not but good. I think the biggest difference is, again, you saw them put up 45 against TCU, who had no defense. And we talked about how stout our defense was in Minnesota. Again, different caliber of offenses, but I, I, don't, I don't see them putting you up. Guys, you guys talk about your, your almost eight yards of carry versus TCU. You can, you can talk about your eight yards of carry. I'm talking about... Confidence and belief. No, and those are, are those are the things that have been holding Nebraska back for a very long time. Not necessarily the athletes. I think they've had athletes. Maybe not quite Amir 
Sioux level, but good enough to win, to go to a bowl, confidence and belief. That's what Colorado has, and it's going to overwhelm Nebraska. And the, the environment, they're, they're going to be scared. They're going to be shook. Matt Rule, please change the narrative. Hey, I'm begging you. Our friend Kyle just said his score prediction is Nebraska 20, Colorado 14. Okay. Col- like, okay. Yeah. I mean, I guessed 28 or yeah, I think 28, right? Ooh. For Colorado. Because I do think Nebraska's defense is going to play better than what TCU did. Sure. I but I also, I, also, I also think that Nebraska's offense is going to play better against Colorado than they did at Minnesota. But I, think so I, don't think, I don't think that's going to outweigh. The offense is not going to keep up with Colorado. Well, I, yeah, that's my thing is I think it's reasonable. Like I think all of us, except for Jared, had fine. Colorado in those mid to high 20s. That's not a team you're going to keep below 20. No. It's not. It's just not. Yeah. No, I, uh, Jeff O'Connor said 41-10 Colorado. So... I mean, it just kill. It just it kills me. Two weeks ago, I'm like, it's not even gonna be close. Yeah, and now we're like, oh my gosh, they're, they're a runaway train, foot in mouth. Right? And you that, know what? You, yeah, yeah. I'll that's, own it. That's it. I'll Do own it. Do you know how many times I referenced Travis Hunter's size, saying this guy is not gonna make it, you know, make it happen? In the they look five. small. They look small. Circus. Do you know how dumb I feel at this current moment? Just on Thursday, I was yeah. like, you see Connor here? I was talking to a Minnesota fan. Yeah. You see Connor here? Travis Hunter weighs thirty more pounds than him. You think he's gonna be good? <laughs> Jesus, he's good. The dude. amount of just absolute like slander that I put on Travis Hunter, and he proved me so wrong. He's he might win a Heisman. I'm just saying, like that. I did see. Um, it is a notable college football analyst. I'm not going to say a name, but they had their top two Heisman contenders as Travis Hunter Travis number one and Shadur Sanders at number two. Honestly, right now, if you had to break it down after after watching college football yesterday and Thursday and everything like that, Hartman. I would say it'd be Drake May. It's maybe hard. It, it's hard. No, I mean, shoot, it's gonna be Bro. Caleb Williams is gonna be in that conversation all season, yeah, no matter what. Be. Yeah, of course. Travis Hunter, he's probably in the lead right now. He he's doing the literally the Charles Woodson right now. Yep. He's playing both positions at an elite level. Now, didn't Hartman throw four or five TDs in his debut? So like, did, I mean he threw. Uh, I mean he Shadir was, just threw five touch. I mean uh, five hundred yards too. I get, yeah, I get that. But like leaving Hartman out of the discussion is nuts. Now well, with that, uh, I don't see Matt Rule. I don't see Matt Rule saying this. But Kyle here with NBNR, I'm saying, look, you want to play both sides of the ball. We are going to punish you. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, right? If you're going to run the ball, then make sure Travis Hunter has someone in his ear constantly. Knock him on his ass. No block, no rock. I want, I want receivers. I don't care. Put, can, put freaking Nori Noelle no, out at receiver and no. have him fucking go block him. Have, have Marcus Washington do a Cooper DeGene. Yeah. Just, just punish Take the hell out. out of him. Punish the hell out of him. You've and, got the size. And guys, like, I know that we're talking, we talk about Heisman. Like, I think that's a little nuts, right? And it's not even <laughs> week two yet. But I think just seeing what Travis Hunter did, I, I think he will continue a strong performance against Nebraska. Now, going forward after Nebraska, I don't know. He might suck balls. Well, it's the Pac-12. But I'm saying against, it's the Pac-12. No, he's, well, going sure. to, he's going to shine all year in the Pac-12. But That's I, why I said it's no brainer. But my point, my point about Travis Hunter is he's going to make a badass play against Nebraska. He's going to do the gritty in everybody's face. And we're going to be watching on our televisions with our arms crossed and shaking our heads like, <laughs> what do you do? I, yeah. What do you do? That's just what Nebraska does, you know. Yeah, I mean, look, Trey Palmer was the man for Nebraska. Trey Palmer was the man. 
Until yeah. hey, you want to talk about swag? Until Illinois and Purdue punched him in the face all game long. Yep. So look, that's up to that's up to Tony White. You have to you have to punish that kid. Yes. If he's gonna play 120 snaps, he has to be punished. Yep, you're gonna have to like I said, go line up Nori Noelli at, at right wide receiver and let him just go run at him. Let him just all game. Let him pummel him. All game. Yeah, I don't know. You're going to have to find creative ways to hit that guy on both sides of the ball. Yep. Uh, One more comment before we uh, wrap up, guys. Jeff O'Connor says they will force Nebraska to pass early, turnovers, and then it snowballs. I've watched this movie a few times. We said that sitting in the stands. We've seen this movie a thousand times. Well, like you said, what's his name? Jeff Jeff? O'Connor. Jeff? Jeff, I I just said, like, I don't know, five minutes ago, I said we're going to be watching our televisions going... Why didn't they run? Why? Why didn't they run? Why and, are they snapping at nine and, seconds? And look, uh, Colorado's gonna, probably going to pack the box with 14 guys, but I'm, th- that's probably what you're going to have to do. Travis Hunter accounts for three of those, by the way. Shoot. Yeah. If you're doing the math. Oof. It's insane. Yeah. I'm, I'm, stick, I'm sticking with my score. I don't care what y'all say. Good. 41-20. 41-20. Just a beat down. Mm. Just a beat down. And I'm not even going to come up here the day after or whatever and say, told you so I'm going to go. What, what a just, I mean, disappointment is an understatement. Just what, what an embarrassment. What a, this is supposed to be different. Let's okay, hope sorry. it's different. Yes, let's yes, hope yes. it's different. Yes. God. Let's hope. All right, guys, we're going to sign off. No, let's but bef- tell everybody go follow us. That's what, okay. Yeah. I thought you were about to sign off. <laughs> say, but before I do. Oh, before. Okay. At NBNR podcast on TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Please go subscribe to YouTube. Please. Trying to post more things on there. Um, Spotify. We are there. We are on Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star review. We need it. Helps with the algorithm and stuff. We appreciate your support. Those people that went to Minneapolis, came to our show, took some stickers. We love you. We love you a lot. Hopefully we didn't, (laughs) we didn't stray you away after this episode. Yeah. Or at least me. All right, guys. What do you say? Yep. I'm one of your hosts. Jared Hall. Mike Delaware. Kyle Byers. (laughs) And Connor Cavillac. As always, beat Colorado and GBR. We have a saying, no block, no rock. You know, we just really love Utter. He's a junkyard dog. (laughs) Kenny Bell ran up to me. He's like, you know what you just... Well, you just did. <laughs> you get mad. You went to go get in the portal and go to another podcast. You know, usually dumbbells are in pairs. They had five dumbbells. Hey, got it, Muhammad. GBR. A Heard at Sports Network production. <laughs>